This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. It's time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon. Crazy's Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo. My cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, yeah, yeah! This is In The Conversation. This is Damian Lemon. And uh, as always, on my right-hand side, I got... El alcalde, profesor, ejecutivo, Vladimir Camaño. There it is, there it is. And on my left-hand side, I got... You got the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Ah, yeah, there it is. There it is. It's right good here, had the fucking triumvirate back man. in the back in the building, back on the mics. We are back. You know, we are back. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always good to be back. Mm-hmm. Some of us ain't make it. Yeah, absolutely. But we here. There it is. You know what I'm saying? It's a for, blessing for everybody out there listening. We appreciate you because you made it too. Because you here too, and you chose to listen. Yeah, With, man. You know what's crazy? What's crazy? You know what's crazy? Speaking of that, I just heard for the first time. Uh, this song by this dude, uh, William Don Donald. I don't know who William. About. He had a song. It's like hold on for a second. I gotta write that down. I was like, "Love is the message." God, what was it? Be thankful. Be thankful for what you got. William Devon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, I talk about. I was listening for the first time, and I was. This song is deep, man. It's a, it's a banger. Like, oh, it's a it's a seventy song. Yeah. It sounds like a line. You you got a line from it. A quotable? Uh, be, fa- be thankful. I'll tell you right now. Be thankful for what you got. Uh, let's see here. Uh-huh. It's deep, man. He says, He says just because you don't got a big Cadillac. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, I think it's about the, the, the times. It's about, about materialism and mm-hmm. still having dignity, even though you don't have what you know the commercial market wants you to have. Right, 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 right. right. So he up- says, though, though, though you may not drive a, break, a, a great big Cadillac, uh-huh. gangster white walls, TV and tent in the back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You may not have a car at all, but just remember, brothers and sisters, uh, you can still stand tall. All right, no that's doubt. Like a, that's so, like a affirmation. You know what I'm saying? Brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got no big bands or no brand new Jordans, you can still get in the conversation. Mm. Be thankful Be that thankful. we here. Thankful you got SoundCloud. You know what I mean? iTunes. And an internet connection. And some nice headphones. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> Apparently... Yeah, he was a dude that uh, that kind of uh, put gangster lean into the cultural like lexicon, I think. Really? Right. What's his name? Yeah. William Devon. William Devon. The song is famous as hell. I had no idea. Put it on the um, uh, on the on the page. I put I put I put it right now. I put it right now. I put it right now. You know another great song. What's that? Song? What's that? The gift of life by Teddy Pendergrass. You ever heard that shit? Oh uh, hell yeah! You know what I'm talking about? Oh that's hell a, yeah! That's you, a you, tough you know, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough one. We'll put that up there too, man. We we out here trying to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, shit is going all right when motherfuckers is looking. For well, you cues. know, hey, no, but you know, but you know, Teddy had a song called Joy. He had a whole album called Joy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Teddy wasn't messing around. Teddy was a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I know, man. You know who good for all that shit? Who? You know what I'm saying? Curtis Mayfield. Uh. His whole catalog is is a quote. What's your go-to? Which one of your favorites? I mean, I don't necessarily have a favorite, but I could fuck. I could fuck with Curtis all the way across the board. The impressions, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Superfly album, you know what I'm saying? That get on up even before um, Kanye used it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was a definite go-to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, he just got that. You know what I'm saying? His his his. It's just like 
his street intelligence was high as well as his intelligentsia. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So okay. it was like he had both sides of the game covered in in a slick way. You know mm. what I mean? And then the music was dope. So Curtis Mayfield, he he good for all that. I mean, my whole shit framed up around Curtis Mayfield. Really? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like modern day Curtis and shit. Really? <laughs> In what way? No, nah, I'm just saying. Just, oh, the street just, and no, the no, just 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 understanding life around you and, and 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 observing that shit and being able to to put it put it in a way in your own mind that that makes sense of it on from both sides of where you're from and where you're going. You know what I mean? Mm. So <clears throat> just being able to observe that shit and look at it and be a student of life. You know what I mean? And, and find, be able to find gems and shit where, you know what I'm saying, you might not necessarily think to look. Interesting. You know what I mean? I'll, so, say, I'll say this too, man. Like, and again, I don't want to make, what I'm saying is entirely subjective. All but right. The soundtrack of my childhood definitely lends itself to a less romantic sensibility, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, hmm. And I feel like it affects manhood. Like, I was talking to my boy, and he's 50 years old from New York, right? 54. Mm-hmm. And we started comparing songs, what we grew up on. And his stuff was like, you know, uh, the the Ohio players, um, Love is the Message, you know. And this is songs that framed his childhood. And he was like, what about you? And I was like, damn, you know, uh, shit, Tupac, Nas, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, Wu-Tang and then a bunch of merengue in between, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it definitely affected, I think, like my masculinity, what I thought what I was supposed to be doing. Right. right. You know, you had to be hard. Yeah. Back then, cats was a little vulnerable. They would tell you their feelings and shit. <laughs> like, back then, you listen to a lot of, you know, you listen to Curtis. Right? You listen to a lot of them cats. They were, they were a little bit more transparent. It wasn't as hyper-masculine. However, well, I'll say this. I don't, I'm not the biggest Tupac fan, but I've been, I've been meaning to dip back into his catalog because there's been a lot of people talking about how poignant he could be, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna try to find some of that. So if you know any Tupac records that are particularly poignant, he's talking some crazy, some deep shit. Let I mean, me know. At T- me. Tupac spoke in an everyman voice, you know what I'm saying. So it don't go necessarily crazy deep with you know what I'm saying with the vocabulary words, but he always struck it from the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like he was more sensitive than all of them really as far as hip hop is concerned in that mm-hmm. era. Like if you were framing up around Tupac, it's a lot of sensitivity in Tupac. He, he, yeah, he go off the rails sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and be on his, I'm in the club and I'm about to, you know what I'm saying? Get with all the chicks. But at the same time, he had, you know, he going to definitely, everybody know his mama's song. Everybody know his sensitivity towards women in the, in the community. You know what I'm saying? Brenda had a baby, keep your head up and all that type shit. So he definitely had a lot of size to him and he was like one of those rappers that had a song for for all those sides. You know what I'm saying? Right. That that appreciated his dead homies. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's like crew love out there, but like going to the point of, you know, on uh, I ain't mad at you where, you know, your boy grow up, start getting grown, and got a lady and a baby now. You, you know what I'm saying? You just had to let him go and be like, I ain't mad at you. Like, mm-hmm. n- niggas wasn't talking about shit like that. You know what I mean? So Pac explored sides of sensitivity and emotion mm-hmm. that a lot of rappers didn't cover. But, it, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily on the a jazz beat with a whole lot of, you know what I'm saying, crazy uh, vocabulary words. It was just straight at you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotta revisit this catalog. I mean, I'm familiar with the hits and things like that, and I, I've seen it. But there, like, there's a 
the way that people are like taken with Pac shit. Similar to the way I fuck with Big. Mm-hmm. I just want I want more than just the obvious shit. You know what but, I'm saying? So that's why I'm asking people that. You know, some of the B sides, some of the some of the uh the deep cuts that most people don't know about. I'm trying to research into that. Yeah, I mean it was like the difference kinda like to me with, with Big, he was, you know what I'm saying, had the artistry with it. You know what I'm saying? So his 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 lyrics was had a lot more witty artist you know artistry to it you know what I mean? Pac was coming like he just poured it all out on the paper you know what I mean mm. and and then, you know you gotta appreciate stuff like that like you know sometimes you'll hear Pac and he'll say some shit that you wouldn't have thought to say that you may have felt like damn I wouldn't have never said that out in public but Pac will go ahead and say it you know I was on the radio in Florida and uh, you know my man you know Sput. Mm-hmm. Had this had this had a boy of mine, Spud Eastwood, down. He from Jacksonville, Duval, and he had a radio show. Came on six o'clock, and and he was kind of like Pac in a way where he when he was on the radio, he didn't speak like a normal disc jockey or radio personality. He kind of spoke more to like specifically to 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 the people. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he might he might get on there. And it's like yeah, this 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 record right here for all my baby mamas out there. You know what I'm saying? I know you working real hard, struggling, trying to keep keep food in your baby mouth. You know what I'm saying? If nobody don't love you, buddies would love you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he'll do shit like that. And when it came time for me to to manage the station, I would people would always come up to me and be like, oh yo, I fuck with that that buddies would. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like down there crying mm-hmm. because. He's saying things that people don't normally say at that platform. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so it, it it made me get a better appreciation for what Pac was doing because it was kind of like the same type of thing. And but in this case, you could actually see a real person. You know what I'm saying? Talking to you about another person that you know, but in a way that's way beyond how you took it. So you know, that's what's up. It's it's, it's ways of communicating things that you know. You know, it just ain't ain't regular, but it don't sound lofty. Absolutely. So, Vlad, where were you at this weekend? Oh, so this weekend, uh, well, you know, I was uh, I was in Los Angeles this weekend, but the last week prior, I wasn't able to make the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up I was in San Antonio the week before that. I was doing the uh, the laugh out. The, sorry, the River Center Improv in Antonio. Oh, yeah? How was that? It was interesting, man, because I was in San Antonio, and it was weird because the majority of people that came to the show, the majority of people that are in that town, mm-hmm. at least where I was at, are off, are not from San Antonio. Ah, interesting. What, are so, they, a military, or? It was a combination of everything, dude. You had some foreigners there. You had some people from within Texas, people outside of Texas. Uh-huh. Um, I had very few people that were from San Antonio at the show. Yeah. Wow. Um, Apparently, I was in downtown San Antonio, which is called the River Center. Okay. And they have this long river, like kind of like a like a uh, like a canal type of thing, like in Italy, those canals. Right. The River Walk. And they have sh- yeah, River Walk have like shops and restaurants and hotels, and it goes on for like a long, a long, long time. People come just for that. It's like a tourist attraction. Yeah. Um. So. It's weird, you know, America's weird like that. Like, it's just amazing to see that. You go somewhere where you think it's like, oh, I'm going to go do some local show, you know? Mm-hmm. And I had people from everywhere in that in that that uh that space. And it was spring break, so people were coming to San Antonio for spring break. Oh, wow. 
Interesting. It was weird. Was um, it wild? Was it calm? Or no, it was like families, like like oh. fam- like families coming out for 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 a spring break. Like they would bring their their high school kids out, or it wasn't like college students going crazy, you know. Oh, okay. It was like families with their with their sons and daughters and um, grandparents. Um, it was a real family like a real family vacation place, which I had no idea about. Mm. Were you surprised by the fact? Because this bugged me out. The Riverwalk. There's no guardrails by the river. Like, you can just dead-ass fall in that shit. <laughs> yep. I ain't like that. I ain't like that shit at all. <laughs> you always got the anxiety. With, with I can't swim without the safety rail. When I get around some water, like, because you could you could drown in that bitch. And uh, it's nothing to stop you from drowning. You know what I mean? And that was the first thing I was struck by. I was like, oh, shit, this shit, first of all, this shit's kind of deep. And there's not, not one piece of guardrail. <laughs> this is, it is go with your own risk type shit. So you usually stay yeah, back. Yeah, it's weird. Like I stay back. Like I if you and I were jo- go ahead. No, like if you and I were joking around, accidentally push you, you could just literally fall right in there. You know that? that, that no, it's me. It's it's easy. First of all, because Ali, like first of all, you got to realize the river walk, the sidewalk is narrow as a motherfucker too. So it's narrow as shit, and then it's like this, and there's people. It come sometimes it could be busy. So you got to, you know what I mean? As you negotiate your way around, you like, yo, I dead ass do not want to fall in fucking San Antonio Riverwalk looking crazy. <laughs> Did you go to the Alamo? The, so the Alamo's even weirder, man, because as you know, Damon, Ali, have you been to San Antonio? Mm-mm. So the Alamo is literally right in the heart of like commercial San Antonio. Yeah, it's right around the corner um, from the mall. You got all kinds of... Yeah, it's like the mall's right there. You got a Ripley's, believe it or not, across the street. Right. Um, it's weird. It's a weird. It's a, the weirdest historical building I've been to. Yeah, it's a little um, bugged out. It's bugged out. It's like a weird cross section between what America has become and what I guess what it looked like back in the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was odd, man. And literally, you just walk right in there. I walked in, went, walked around, mm-hmm. saw the Alamo. You know, people have different takes on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, just we're watching like different ethnicities walking. You got the Mexicans, you got the Latinos, you got the white people, you got the black people, right. and they're all having separate separate conversations as they're going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah. I mean, what'd you think? I thought it was weird. I thought the whole the whole thing was a little weird. I still don't know if I truly get the uh, the idea of it. I understand the legacy of it. It felt like aggressive gentrification to me. It did. <laughs> yeah, and. To your point, it's definitely dropped in the middle of everything else. Like, cause the Alamo looks old, antiquated, and it's it's you know, like you said, it looks like the past. But then right across the street is all these booming businesses. Right in front of the Alamo is a dude in a Power Rangers outfit dancing around trying to get tips. Like the shit just looked a little out of place. But at the same time, when you go in there, they take it. It's it's presented in a way that. Are they serious about this? Like you, all of that that you saw and, you know, you take your mind out of it. This, something heavy happened mm-hmm. here. Like it feels heavy the way, like there's a, there's like a hushed kind of silence. When I was there, it was like a little silence amongst people. <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't see any like tour guides saying, hey, and this is that. It was kind of everybody just explored amongst yourself. There was one little place where you could watch a movie or whatever. But outside of that, it was one of those things. It was one of those things. You go in there and uh, 
if you if you buy yourself, you're gonna be by yourself throughout the whole thing. You take it in and you leave. I didn't see much. Uh, I didn't see much talk. I didn't see much communication, much dialogue. What you think? It was weird because I'm still trying to get information on it. Because to your point, for, as I understand it, and I got to read more. Because mind you, I was in the midst of a. I was writing some stuff, and I, I literally just swung through the Alamo. I, I took a break. I went to get some food, and I walked through it. Right. But the brief, the brief information I got was that, uh, and again, I could be wrong, so just take this as a surface conversation. I definitely be wrong as well. <laughs> um, the, 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 the Mexicans were there. Right. Americans took over. Right. Mexicans took it back over, right? Right. And then America took it back. Right. That's what it sounded like to me. And it, and it made it seem like, and again, this is me just looking from the outside, like it was, it was a very pro-American conversation, like how America won back the Alamo. Absolutely. This is America. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, but it's like uh, in what used to be Mexico. Texas was Mexico, yeah, right? Yeah, but it ain't no more. But you know what? Even, even on top of that, I didn't see nobody outside protesting it, which is very American no, not too. At all. Like if there's another, like when you go see where Kennedy got shot, uh-huh. There's a guy out there selling the the Zabruder film, right? There's people. There's them little little side businesses you can make, the counterpoint business, right? And to that point, if it is the American story, being so close to Mexico, you figure it'd be some Mexicans out there like, nah, fam, it didn't go down like that. Son, son, nigga need this work, man. Nigga ain't trying to protest and fuck up the work. Get sent back. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Keep it moving, man. They they got the little borders drawn, and it's done. You know, maybe one day they yeah, might so, come back and knock the wall down and take it back. But at this point, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It's over. I don't know. It's interesting. They got the Davy Crockett Hotel maybe down the block. Yeah, it's very enterprising. But anyway, it's so a, it's, go it's ahead. definitely it's definitely it's definitely a cool city. You know, um, I recommend it if you got if you got like you know you got a partner, you guys together. Like it's a cool little weekend because of the Riverwalk. Um, Go shopping, have some food, check the city out. You got the Alamo. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I went to a food spot. Um, it's called Sweet Potatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sure. And it good. was banging, dude. Yeah, it was good. Uh, apparently, Corey Holcomb goes there all the time, too, when he, when he plays the, the River Center. How'd you find out about it? So I went online. You know, I've been doing the Damien Lemon uh, system of, of foodie, foodism. Oh, get your Yelp on. Uh, I get my Yelp on, and I filter by reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not by proximity, right, by right. reviews, uh-huh. reviews and stars. Mm-hmm. And this place was sweet. Uh, I think it was called Sweet Yams. It's all organic, you know, uh, locally grown food. And uh, it was really good, man. I got the salmon. Nice. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what it is. So, yeah. Sounded like a great American weekend. <laughs> it was a great American weekend. <laughs> oh, man. I was, well, D was also in D.C. You were in D.C., right? I was in D.C. I was in America as well last, uh, the week before last. Shout out to shout out to D.C. Shout out to uh, all the people that came out to the shows. We did some shows at uh, the Comedy Draft House out there. That shit was cool. Shout out to Tim Miller, Paris Lachey. They, uh, they opened up. It was a good time. We had a good time out there. D.C., while I was out there, shout out to Cam. He's a, he's a listener. He heard that uh, I was going to D.C. He works at the the National African American Museum of Arts oh, and Culture. Shit. 
You got the plug? The black Smithsonian. Oh, I got the plug. <laughs> I got the plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it. He Shout said out to Cam. Yeah. First of all, Cam said he know you too, so we'll talk about that in a second. He know you through some people. We'll talk okay. about that. What up, Cam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, went to the fucking, went to the, to the black museum. Uh-huh. That shit is, wow. That shit is intense, B. That shit better is. Better than Alamo. Oh, it's way, way more. First of all, first of all, you can't. You might not be able to get in. You got to know That's somebody. What I'm That's you got to plug. Uh, that shit is, That shit got a line outside. So crazy. It looked like it's like a club. It's a lot going on. It's I called it the Bush Gardens of Black Struggle and Celebration because okay. it's a, it's going to take you for a ride. It's going to bring you through there. Now this is mm-hmm. the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. So you know the Smithsonian. They got receipts. They they fuck with the real. So right, it's real right. everything. Slave, like, boat wood and shackles and everything. So mm-hmm. you go there, and I'm sure if you've never seen a photo of it, it's a it's an interesting looking design, mm-hmm. but it's actually 10 floors. Oh, wow. The whole building's 10 floors. Five floors are underground. So when you go in there, if you take the tour, the first thing you do, they get on the elevator, and the elevator's a glass elevator. It's like today. And you go on this, you go on this uh, elevator. You go down, and you descend into the darkness, and it's going years and years and years back until you're in like, a slave ship. Oh yeah, oh, bring it down. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets it gets real. So we go in. It's not a full. Of, yeah, there's a part where it's a slave ship because you don't get in the Smithsonian. I thought, I thought the elevator descends into the bowels of a ship. It descends into the bowels of the museum, which is the slave. Museum. The, the okay, whole okay. shit. I thought, yeah. I thought you, like when you get out, you inside a motherfucking you ship. You damn near. You damn near. But before you do that, that freaking. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, out. dude. It's gonna be a. T- it's immersive. <laughs> so when you get there, first thing they tell you, listen, if you need to use the bathroom, go ahead and use the bathroom now because it's about another bathroom. It's a whole mile from here. Oh wow. It's a lot of walking in the black. It's a lot of no walking. Doubt. So no be doubt. be on point. Bring some comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. We go through the whole thing. I mean, the shit is amazing. It's just like any Smithsonian. So they got you. They it's like it's like if somebody scrapbooked your entire your entire life or your cultures, like they just scrapbooking little things and then they put it in context. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's a hoarder's dream. You know, right. when you hoarding, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna keep that because this shit means this. But they got little plaques and it's it's well put together. I mean, they right. they taking you through. You know, they're taking you through slavery. They tell it's breaking down all of the European countries, how many slaves they took, how many and they do. They had the insurance record so you could see how many slaves boarded the ship versus how many slaves got off the ship. Shit mm-hmm. like that. Portugal seemed to take the most slaves by far. I didn't even know that. Then they taking you through, you know, Jim Crow. They there's this one thing where they uh, recreated Emmett Till's funeral where you go through like the actual the funeral home and look mm-hmm. at the casket. Like, I mean, there's parts of the shit that's, that's super heavy. Then, that you know, you get to Obama. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You get your Obama moment. They actually pepper Obama throughout. Right, right. Just, just to, so, keep, you, to yeah, keep you going. Just so they can make his way through. But uh, they got like Oprah's, you know, her studio. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, it's tons of, it's ridi- like, you need a couple days in there. What's the hip hop look like in there? Hip hop is not bad. The hip hop okay. is not bad. Who they got? I like? was a little disappointed in the fact that the, the turntables, they didn't have no 1200s. Wow, what they have? They had. Pre 1200s? They had one that was some technique pre 1200s, which okay. is cool. Then I think they had some new mark something. Hey. So I don't know about that. But um, other than that, what did they have hip hop wise? 
Hey, I mean, they had some. They had some cool stuff. They had this big ass Public Enemy banner. They had this thing on like women in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's, it's deep. They're actually what Cam's saying. They're trying to do a little bit more with the hip hop. Like they're okay. still like. As big as it is, it's still building. There's no, still no stuff that they got to add on to and things of that nature. But uh, one of the things they have, they have a, a cafeteria, and it's cool. It's a cool idea. They got a cafeteria. They took one of the like one of the uh, more prominent black chefs in D.C. and had her curate black cuisine throughout the U.S. Mm-hmm. So like you go to Louisiana, it's some Creole. You go here, you might go to Miami. They might have a conch situation. Like you know, regional cuisine. And it was that was fly because it was like oh wow this is interesting and you can eat that stuff yeah you buy it you okay, eat it right, like right, there's right. different there's different uh little sections, sections and things like that where right. people cooking different things and it's 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 curated like yo mm-hmm. this is Louisiana stuff over here you ate in there yeah I ate in there what you and uh, what I have I had the uh, don't fuck that did I have a chicken yeah I had some uh, <laughs> what region I went to I went to Alabama I had some. <laughs> Some barbecue chicken, but with white barbecue sauce, because I wanted to see what that was about. Mm-hmm. With uh, some uh, some macaroni, and uh, I forget what else. But this is the thing: the macaroni. And me and Ken, we talked about this. The macaroni. <laughs> it wasn't for, no wasn't Smithsonian version. Was it not for the black Smithsonian? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, if because they because they could get everything else. They got slave wood. They could get <laughs> they a get black woman real to put her foot in some macaroni and cheese. So beyond that, and it made it it made my review seem reductive. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, the black Smithsonian is amazing. But the macaroni, regular. Yeah, it's regular. But other than that, I I mean, you need to go. You no definitely doubt, no need doubt. to go get you some tickets. Was it's, there, uh, it's worth seeing. I'm gonna holler at Cam. I'm gonna put you in touch. Go ahead. Was What's there up? A, was there a was there a comedy section like Richard Pryor? Yes. Bill Cosby, things like that. Yeah, they had a comedy section. Uh, Richard Pryor was covered. Dick Gregory was covered. I want to say Bill was in there too, cause I was I wanted to see if Bill was in there. Martin, I want to say there might have been some Chappelle coverage. You know, he's a DC was native. The, was there a was there a comedy jam in there? Uh I don't listen. This is the thing about it. I don't want to say what was or was not in there because when I tell you, you need at least three or four days to really see yeah. everything, and it's overwhelming. It's like it's ridiculous. Like I told you, it's ten floors. And it is extensive. You know what I mean? So I, I don't want to say there's not. I didn't see certain things. Right. You know, but it's worth your time. It's definitely worth your time. And if you're going to go carve out at least four hours, like anything else is, is selling yourself short. It's not even worth it. Like it's a whole afternoon situation. Mm-hmm. But Indeed, yeah. what was your attire? What was your attire going in? Did you have like, like a certain type of t-shirt or you just went regular? No, I went regular. I was, you know, I felt like just being black was enough. <laughs> Okay, you didn't have like a Freddie Douglas t-shirt or something like nah. that? <laughs> no, but I did notice that like you wear your black shit to the black music. <laughs> it was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of all black, a lot of Tams, a lot of Kente, a lot of ebony covers, silk screened on the t-shirts. It was definitely, it was, it felt, it felt you so. Bring, you bring a little bit of your own collection absolutely. to the museum. Right, right, right. Okay. They ain't got this. It's yeah. one of those. It was so black. I felt like I was going, I, I felt like I was going to run into somebody I knew. You didn't? I, nah, not really. I mean, not like not new personally. When you get around a lot of black people, you definitely feel like it's gonna be somebody like, you know. I know somebody. I know somebody yeah. up in here. You probably did. You should have looked on the ground. Yeah, maybe. 
Because I, I, yeah, I, I'm looking at the gram, I always see a bunch of the people I know at the same place that don't right. know each other. Right. Like, damn, I just saw such and such over there. Right, right, right. Maybe right, I right. should connect them. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird moment. That's a weird moment because it's like, it's a thin line between, it's not stalking because you don't know this person, It's some, it, but it's, it ain't organic. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, listen, I, I searched this hashtag and I seen that you were here. Not even that you searched it, it's just kind of like, you might you might be scrolling and you see like last week I seen about four people in Paris. At oh, the people same that you know yeah, already. People, yeah, okay. people that I know that I already know. Okay, I thought you like, knew people. Yeah, I see such and such here, and then oh, such and such there. They don't know each other. They right. from two different parts of the world. Right. But you know what I'm saying. Sometimes I think you know because I'm a connector. Right. I think maybe I should put them together. Then sometimes it'd be like nah. What made you say nah in this situation? Yeah, I mean, because it's just, you know, it's, it's, you got to start explaining too much. Okay. You know, there's a lot of explanation. If I was there, right. then, you know what I'm saying, it would be different. But, you know, you sitting home in Brooklyn right. on your phone, and you're like, oh, shit, hey, such and such, you should meet such and such day over at such and such. Let me ask you this. Because it is a lot of explaining. I guess it depends on what the explanation is and how it relates to you. Because how apt are you? You on vacation uh-huh. overseas somewhere whatever whatever you're kicking in and shit uh-huh. and you get an email cause your phone ain't really working so you get an email you get back to the hotel you get an email hey Ali friend of a friend is out there you know I think you guys are cool it, it depends how but like what's the percentage it depends on what what you know what I'm saying who first is who the plug is right you know what I'm saying the, how much respect you got for the you know what I'm saying the one okay. making the request right and then you know what I'm saying if it matches up to what you got going on okay you know what I'm saying I what I do a lot though if I see somebody in a town where I know a lot and I know a lot of people. I always reach out and be like, "Yo, if you need something out there, you know what I'm saying? Right. Let me know." A lot of times, you know, they never hit you. They never hit you up and say they need something. But sometimes when they do, right, it, you know what I'm saying? It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if 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 people come to New York, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people always put people with me because I'm in New York. Uh-huh. Or if people come to the Casablanca in Brooklyn, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Hey, my man, gonna be at the Casablanca tonight. Come through. You know what I mean? So you know. It's kind of like it's it's just one of them things. I I I, I deal with life in that manner, mm-hmm. but you know sometimes it's just way far fetched. If especially if it's not people who I know work like that, right? Like industry people, you kind of know kind of work like that. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, my man's out there. He can, you know, man, he got the such and such with the such and such. Then, you know, and they have they probably tend to be a little bit more exploratory because unless it's a vacation, that's why I was saying right. if it's a vacation, it's different than just being in the market. For some some work related shit. Yeah, yeah, but nine times out of ten, these people be out there on some work related uh, shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want I want to disturb my vacation. They laid on the beach unless they're in Bermuda. Then you'd be like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, go, I run that shit. Go, go holler at my people over here. Holler my man Bloomberg. You know I, can, I can make you. I can make your vacation a little bit better. That's what Bloomberg go right. Isn't yeah, that Bloomberg go there every right. weekend. You ever seen them out there? Nope. Yeah. That's another kind of rich. He ain't got his own beach. I ain't, I ain't even on the first level of rich. So, you know what I'm he just jump rich. He go from the subway. You might see me there, but after that, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? That's just as because I because I I'm doing it. Oh shit, man. Yeah, I got a few questions, man. All right, but you know what? Unless these questions are about Blue Apron, we're gonna have to hold for a second because I want to talk All about right. Blue Apron, man. Uh I really want y'all to get into Blue Apron, like here in the studio, so we could really go back and forth for it. How good this shit is, because it's good. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. It's good. I had some, uh, 
I mean, I had some good. I had. Some, I was about to say I had some pork, but you, you don't mother. Nah, that's, so you, that's fine. Okay, I, 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 you can do I don't what even you do. eat. I don't even like eat pork like that. Like I'm not a guy that's like, oh, I like just pork. Like mm-hmm. I'm typically a pepperoni cat, bacon, whatever, like that type of thing. But they had like a a pork loin, and the way that they put it together with, you know, it was it was amazing. Nah. You feel like a bit of an iron chef, okay, when you fuck with Blue Apron, and it's one of those things because it's always. You know, I don't mind cooking. I don't like dishes, but I don't mind cooking, right? And I like to cook something that's cool. I go get the recipes, but there always seems to be that moment in the middle of the cooking. You're like, fuck, I forgot that. You know, I forgot right. that ingredient. Right. Blue Apron, you, everything's prepackaged right. down to the portion size. You don't have to think about anything. All you got to be able to do is read and and just me- and put things. You don't even have to right. measure. Right. Read, boom, season, keep going, and then you have an impressive meal. At the end of your Blue Apron experience, the, the only only thing that I haven't used it is because I'm I need a I have to ask a question. What's the question? Of you know what I'm saying what happens when your family is bigger than four? Because they right. package you know what I'm saying on the thing it says four. Right. So I had to I had to work that part out because mm. you know I got five, which really means I probably need six. Right. You know I got teenager. Right. Who eat a lot? No, I ain't. Blue Apron, let us know. But. I want you to check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash conversation. If you put in conversation, you're going to get a, a hell of a discount. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash conversation. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Vlad, what are we talking the question is: Were there white? I got a few. Were there white people at the museum? Yes. You, at the at the black museum. Absolutely. Let's lie. It was matter of fact, it was a young white kid with a "Make America Great Again" hat on. I was like, "Damn." Are you serious? Yeah. I was like, "God, everybody was cool. It wasn't no flare up. It was it was all good. It was just it was what it was." It's DC. Word. DC's interesting too because I grew up distrusting the government, right? You know what I mean? Not distrusting the government, but you grew up in a way where it was like, "Be wary of the government." When I was growing up, it was always politicians and lawyers. They're known for lying, whatever, whatever. That was just kind of part of the zeitgeist or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But D.C., one, it's a black-ass city, right? But two, it's a lot of black people that are in government there, mm-hmm. right? And I've never, like, it's a different relationship to government than anywhere else in the country. So it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those, um, it's a, it's a specific type of, environment you know what i mean it's almost like you don't know who you can talk about shit with <laughs> well, they'll, they'll let you know real quick if it's fuck with their security clearance yeah yeah fade on you you don't want to say you don't want to say no crazy shit if you got a fire stick don't tell nobody from dc <laughs> i think trump petty enough to put you in jail for a fire stick hey anyway uh <clears throat> what's up with you muhammad uh well, then, well actually damn it damn it sorry i have one more question sorry all right sorry. go ahead uh, was there? Did you buy anything from the gift shop? And if no, was there a hint of guilt? No, I did buy something. I did buy. I bought two T-shirts from what? the gift shop. Fight the he said, he asked me, nah, just the the African American uh, joint. They had no. They had like the crew crew neck T-shirt of the month. Nah, outside, oh, outside, <laughs> outside. Okay, this is a little ancillary market. It wasn't as many people as I thought. Right. I think as people start like when the weather break, right. I think it's gonna be pro- it's gonna be a little bizarre out there. Yeah, and they probably they probably know when the weekends is that people come. You know what I mean? Right. Like Martin Luther King weekend. I'm sure. I mean, it was, come on. I'm sure. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Black History Month, that whole February. That whole February was cracking. They probably taking a little rest right now, getting ready for the spring. Mm. Maybe. Interesting. Interesting uh interesting strategy. Yeah, no, I no, did D, buy why, some shit. Go ahead. Yeah, but why why did you did you buy shit because you genuinely liked him or you were like, damn, I gotta I gotta contribute somehow. No, I actually bought something. It was a combination okay. of both. It was like <laughs> I I liked it. I liked I was like, I like what's going on here. I wanna support this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Also, uh, what was the question? Like, do I genuinely like it? Yeah, I genuinely liked it. Oh, and I felt like, you know what? Any little bit that I could give to this, I'm with it. You know right. what I mean? I'll give a couple dollars back. And my man had the discount. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. <laughs> that also helped out, too. So shout out to Cam once again. <laughs> MVP. You know what I mean? Uh, and then I was at Poughkeepsie last last Saturday. Uh, with my man Chris Lambert, that was fun. Shout out okay. to Poughkeepsie. You know, to Chris. We out here working. Yeah, Chris Lambert, uh, uh, past guest of the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Muhammad, man. Yeah, man. Shit, I was I was in Brooklyn, man. I, I thought I was gonna have a, a just a chilly, chill weekend because it was a it was a real stress filled week last week. So I was just gonna chill this right. weekend, and then. You know, I was gonna have the you know my contract to come through and and skim my plaster because it got a little rough and you know got a little patches that was loose and falling and so you know it's gonna have him come through and do a little simple pla- plaster skim job. Mm-hmm. You know that shit don't never work out like what that. What does that mean? Well, in old houses where you know pre drywall, you know they everything is plaster. Right. So they you know they they put a coat in the plaster, and over time it gets old. Sometimes it cracks as the house settles, uh, gets loose. You know, the house a hundred years old. So you know a skim is when they come and take you know the the rough parts off, and then they do a coat of plaster on top to smooth it all out. Oh, all right. So you know that's what I thought I was gonna do. You know, patch up the little spots that are already loose and falling. And, you know, just skim the rest, make it all even and nice, you know what I mean? Something easy. Yeah, something, you know, something I plan to do for a minute. And then, you know, he come through, you know, I'm, I'm, I have him, he starts, you know what I'm saying? I'm in there working and shit. Same cat from back in the day, oh, yeah. Jamaican most, cat? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Sam, so not the construction. <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm in there working and shit. And I hear, I mean, this, this banging is going on for... Too long. I'm like, they, for sure they should have gotten those little pieces off by now. Right. Man, I go out there, man. All the whole, everything down. All that shit off the wall. Off the walls, off the ceiling, all that shit. <sighs> so I'm like, yo, I thought this was a skim job, man. He's like, he was like, yo, come here. And then he took me to a spot and you know, he hit it with a hammer where you, you know you got to clear it out. And then all of it just started falling. Okay. So, you know, it was loose. It was coming loose from the wall. Right. So it needed, he was like, I could put a skim on it because when you put the wet plaster on, it'll right. make it fall anyway. Buckle. So here we go. All weekend and damn dust storm. And, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it was just way more complicated of a job than what I thought I was dealing with. So my weekend was, you know, I chilled. Right. But it was a dusty chill. And it was a noise filled chill. It was, it was work. Drywall beach. Drywall beach. I'm in here ashing, ashing right now with drywall on me. Let me ask you a question. It's funny that you, I like, because it's funny how you did that. Because contractors and, and supers, they're good for, come here, let me show you something. Right. Rather than, because my question is, you you walked in to discover that shit had been way further than you expected. Exactly. Did you feel a moment where, yo, my man, you could have showed me that prior to, no doubt. I mean, I mean, it, it was what it was a moot point, but just 
like courtesy wise, so he don't shock the shit no, out of you. At, at this point, I'm I'm actually almost going off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like what the fuck, yo? This is right. what I'm saying like yo. But you know, he showed me, and in my heart of hearts, I already knew he was right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I already <laughs> knew a skim wasn't what I was supposed to be getting, but okay. I wanted to just get a skim to okay. get through this shit, uh, get my wife off my back. Uh, you know what I'm saying? My mother-in-law coming to town. You know what I'm saying? Have shit just nice for her. Okay. I wasn't thinking about the future. All right. All right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was kind of glad that he went ahead and did it because I wouldn't have called, wouldn't have made that call on my own. Right. You know what I'm saying? He ain't charging me extra. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? Hey, so, you know, fuck it. You know what I mean? We here now. You know, the walls are going up, going back up now. So they were there today. I almost didn't make it here. So the walls are going back up now. And it's looking good. You know, still dusty than the motherfucker, but it's looking good. That's what's up. You know what I mean? So I was doing that, but in, in after, you know, after the work hours, I, I caught up on that Dave Chappelle special and shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Check that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You saw both? Yeah, I watched both of them. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, you know, what you guys think about it? I like them shits. Yeah. I got to watch them again. But I liked I liked them a lot. I don't even, I don't even know which one I like more. You mm. know, I watched them out of order. I watched the... Uh, Texas one, and then I watched the LA one uh, second. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> I mean, it was dope. It was dope. It was. It wasn't much that I had seen before, and I'd seen him out a lot, like right. working. So material. you had seen it before. Seen him perform. Yeah, I'd seen him do it an hour, like a but couple times. Not the same content. Not a nah. Some of the OJ stuff I'd seen, but pretty mm-hmm. much everything else was some shit that I had never seen, which shows how prolific this motherfucker is. Right, right, right. And then just, I don't know if you caught this, Vlad. I'm sure you caught this shit. And you probably caught this shit too. That motherfucker looks so at ease doing this shit. That yeah, motherfucker's man. posture was so relaxed. His delivery system was so languid. You know what I mean? It was yeah, chill as fuck. He was back. He was he was in the pocket. Right, right, right. But uh, I thought the shit was funny, man. I thought he, he killed it, man. It's good to see. I wanna I wanna watch it again, so I could like you know do the you know my breakdown yeah. shit and like really follow the jokes, see these tags because it right. was so much shit like that. The ending of the first one, the L.A. one, mm-hmm. how he I don't want to fuck it up for nobody, but how he tagged it with the premise with that he tagged that joke with you know the whole. Cosby situation OJ. at the very end. OJ too. How he OJ. OJ too, but how he pulled that whole Cosby shit that threaded that shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see that shit coming. Right. And as a comedian, you typically see some shit. I was like, oh, he killed that. Like it right. was so now I want to watch it back to see how he was dropping, you know, crumbs throughout. It was ill. What yeah. you think, Vlad? I thought it was excellent, man. I think the callbacks were there's something about Chappelle where as relaxed as he is. Yeah. You still get a sense that you still feel like he's performing, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because um, there's comments that are relaxed, and it's like you watch it for a couple minutes, and you're like, all right, man, you're going to turn this up or what? You know? Right. Um, but Chappelle relaxed is like he's still performing, though. Like, you know, he does the voices. He'll do, like, minimal act-outs. Um, he'll laugh at his own jokes. Um, he'll take a puff of the cigarette occasionally. Like, he just has a way of being chill, but yet he's still kind of uh, kind of activated, if that's, that's a word for it. Yeah. Um, like he's present. He's not. These don't feel like jokes. He, you know, he's really, he's really coming to his own, man. Like you know, he always has, but he's really like, yeah, it's really great to watch. Yeah, yeah. See, y'all, y'all are comedians. You know what I'm saying? And y'all do, <clears throat> y'all do a certain, certain kind of comedy. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a little different than, 
you know, your everyday comedy? Because when I'm watching it, because y'all breaking it down in a way that I didn't even, I, I, I didn't watch it like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I enjoyed it. It was funny to me. Right. But I didn't watch it with with with, with scientific precision. Comedian you know eyes. It's yeah, like with, how you watch films. Right. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So when I watched it, it was at first it was kind of um his the way he delivers the punchline or the joke is not, you know what I'm saying, one, two, three, four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not straight ahead. You gotta kinda you gotta roll with him. Sometimes it don't really come right then where where you think right. it should come. And then he'll bring it back later, and then you're like, oh, shit, that's the punchline for that joke over there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I had to orientate myself on, you know what I'm saying, just watching it in that style. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm going to have to go back and watch it again to to look at it with comedian eyes, which I don't have, but I'm adopting some right now mm-hmm. through listening to y'all break it down. So I'm going to check it out again. I enjoyed both of them, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, it was just the structure of it was a little different than- you know what I'm saying? Just maybe a Chris Rock or, you know what I'm saying, yeah. any, any, or your hood comedian that's just come out and tell jokes. Yeah, you know he got his own delivery. His way is so, like, it's meandering oftentimes, but it's not, it isn't, to Vlad's point, it isn't, like, he don't, he know how to turn up the end. He knows how to perform. He knows how to, He and it's, it's so many different things. Like, you know, just little shit that he was doing. You know, like, it, we get all into it, but it was, and I can't, Sight specifically, but just little turns of phrases. He's one of the best at that. Little ways that he's explaining something. It'll be a, it'll be a needlessly long description for something that you could just say this one thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's needlessly long and he'll do it repeatedly, it creates like a title for it. Like I can't, I can't give a Chappelle show. Um, I can't give a Chappelle. Uh, example, but I've been in a club recently and uh, like Kevin Hart's working on some new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like a baby. He calls the baby the great baby. I don't want to fuck up his whole shit, but mm-hmm. just the great baby. Anytime he talks about that baby, like it's just little hooks that as a comic, just like I'm sure when you watch a vi- when you watch movies, sometimes I'll be like, yo, did you see that? you be like, yeah, I saw that. They shot it. It was a little blown out and all of that shit. Like <laughs> I would never, I don't even know what that really means, but there's certain things that I catch watching it because just as much as it's entertainment, it's almost like a clinic too because this right. motherfucker's a 20-year vet. He's destro- he destroyed them shits. It's great. Right, right, right. You heard that um, him and Chris Rock performed together? Yeah, they've been doing that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, New Orleans, yeah. How does, how does Orleans, that work? Yeah. When I've never seen comedians perform together. What, what, what is, how does that work? It depends on how formal it is. I typically... Like you'll see that a lot, like at the cellar, like comics uh, bring each other up on stage, mm-hmm. and then it kind of it kind of turns into just them talking shit. You know what I mean? Like they both funny, but it's like it's like and one now. Okay. It ain't like we're not playing with league rules. I'm gonna show you a little hands. I might throw you an alley. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but it's like real conversational. But they, you know, it's just two motherfuckers with great comedic timing, so they can make anything funny. Okay. You know, and it's the fact that you're seeing Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle on the same stage. That's that's gonna blow you away a bit too. No but, doubt. Um, yeah, but I I heard that. I just couldn't wrap my mind. I like, how does that work? Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, I know how somebody come open up or right. you know, saying surprise guests. In sequential order. You know what I'm saying? Right. But how does it work when you got Chris Rock doing right. Chris Rock and then Dave Chappelle doing Dave Chappelle right. at the same time? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right. And then I heard, I heard, I heard they do things together for about ninety minutes. Yeah, I won't be surprised. 
You know, you see it. I see you see it a lot. Of, like David Tell does a lot of that. Like he'll bring up like Big J Okerson and they'll be on there. And it's just like it's a lot. Of, oftentimes it's a lot of banter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Chappelle. There was that infamous time when Chappelle was up there with Chappelle, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart. I think. Marlon Wayne or Sean Wayne's like it was this big picture that you're seeing with everybody just coming up on stage you know at that point it's just like a, it's a podcast <laughs> you know what I mean niggas <laughs> talking shit right right you right you know but it's two of the illest right right you know right. but um yeah yeah so I, I spent some time with, with Chappelle this weekend and shit you know what I'm saying doing that man speaking in, of in the midst of a dust storm oh right the dust storm <laughs> speaking of um Netflix I saw this movie you heard this movie called Burning Sands yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't. I, 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 I caught the first twenty minutes of it. Okay. But, but my son, he watched it, and I was excited because he watched it and was excited about it. Right. And he didn't tell me, but he went and told my wife. He was like, "Mom, you need to watch this. Right. It's, it's good." Right. And right. I was like, "Okay, you know, because he's in eleventh grade, he yeah. probably, you know, that's about the same time I saw School Days. Right. So to see that, you know, what I'm saying it was affecting him. He was in his head. You know, I, I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Even though he ain't tell me, he told his mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it was good. It was for that. Even for that point too, I was thinking like, it felt like as I've been saying, eh, you ain't seen no like black college movies in a minute, and anything right. circling like the black college experience. This was before the Quad came out on right. BT, but I was just like, wow, it's been a minute. Wasn't that wasn't that movie with a uh, higher learning? Well, that was, Man, that, yeah, was that was that in was the nineties. That was in the nineties, but that was that was when Buster said recently. Rums. recently. No, what about uh, what about what about dear white people? Dear white people, no, was but a, that was on a white college campus. Yeah, 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 yeah. different. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a black college campus movie. This guy has. Be I mean, right Drumline. Yeah. It's been Drumline. Drumline, Stomp the Yard, Stomp the Yard. Probably uh, was like the last. Well, there was a Drumline sequel, right? Uh, I mean, it's been it's probably been a couple, but it hasn't been like you know, like School Days was a big moment, a defining uh, one, a defining one, right? And this this shit was good. Shout out to Aaron Arnold because the only reason I knew about it was um, Aaron Arnold. He's actually Greek, but he wrote something for the undefeated, right? He wrote something for the undefeated, and um, and I was like, all right, well, let me go ahead and check this thing out. You Mm -hmm. know, this you know, it's a a black movie. It's well shot. It's some uh, it's the cat from Moonlight is in the movie. under the cast from the new edition, like the it's like the new crop of stars. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And it was uh it was a good movie. I wasn't mad at it. It was it was pretty cool. It was it was interesting. I want to talk to some people that are Greek about what they thought. I gotta right, you right, know, right. ask my my people that pledge what they thought about the movie. Cause you know they that's their whole thing. That's another layer to right. the conversation. Yeah, because the other conversation is are are these movies and shows airing the dirty laundry right. of, of these organizations right. and shit like that. Right. But you know, in this age, man, if you do it, it might get told. Right. You know what I'm saying? It might get shot. It might get a you know what I mean? Yeah. It's transparency era. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's content. Yeah. It's shit. called Burning Sands. It's called Burning, burning Sands, yeah. yeah. Crossing the Burning Sands. Yeah. So I put that on the queue. Yeah, so I you know, I was I was pretty excited that that conversation is is back in the mix. Yeah. And in the quad. Shout out to Rob Hardy. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Fan you, Rattler. Aaron Arnold is too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got this, you know, this black college content up. I, I think that's cool because, you know, especially in this era, the Trump era. You know that 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 conversation is 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 very relevant. You know what I'm saying? Because like I got a son going to college soon, mm-hmm. hopefully, knock on wood, cross your fingers and all that. 
But it's like, you know, when you start putting schools on the list and then you start seeing, okay, you know what I'm saying? If you go if if you go to a white school, you know what I mean? I don't really want this particular kid to go to a white school where, you know what I'm saying, is is more right leaning, more conservative, more Trump Trumpians, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, running the yard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cuz mm-hmm. then you under that culture. Right. Of these are the people that are kind of ra- rolling with you through your your little bridge into adulthood. Defining moments, you know formative years. Your formative years, you know what I'm saying? These the people that's running this, the place is, you know, part of the the people that's kind of like pushing you right. off to the side. So, you know, all these conversations exist. So it's like, you know, black co- the black college experience coming to the conversation because it's like, you know, okay, shit, this is that's relevant, goddamn. Yeah. You know? So it always is, but it's definitely you you need that shit is almost like a lifeline right now. Yeah, I mean, level. you know, it, it's not that you can't go, but if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go to a white school, you want to go to a white school with, you know, what I'm saying the good white people that, you know, what I'm saying that that kind of <laughs> that kind of, you know, what I'm saying. I want to meet match. the white folks here. <laughs> you know, what good, what I'm saying? hey, good the good white people, people that match up. You know what I mean? Because right. like it's like it's kind of like. No. Like we talked about this on the show before. Yeah. When you leave out of New York, it's you different. You, you don't know. You, you come across different kind of white people. Right. You know what I'm saying? You come across them here in New York, but you know what I'm saying? It's kind of different. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's an interesting thing because being on the road, like we saw about that's like an anxiety like it's one of the things you thinking about, yo. I hope I hope it ain't no Trump shit out here. I hope it ain't no wild shit. I hope these you know what I mean? Hope these white folks is cool, right? <laughs> I hope it's some black people around this so I don't feel like the only black motherfucker. But what I've been thinking, obviously you can't negate that there's a lot of motherfuckers that are wilding, that are charged by this whole administration yeah. and feel like they're empowered or activated, as Vlad would say, right? Well, part of me is kind of I don't I don't want to I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to marginalize it because that shit is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just seen the cat in Baltimore stab the dude in Times Square, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy. But I think it's almost like you kind of. I give the benefit of the doubt. Like I lead with love. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like real talk. Like I I I put out the energy that I want back. Right. You know what I mean? And I, you know, because I found myself, I found myself like in Kentucky in particular. I was in Lou, I was in Lexington. I was like, oh, profiling white folks. I was profiling white people in mm-hmm. in um, in Nashville and shit. Mm-hmm. Like just white people that I look like, some white folks that I might have seen at a Trump rally, I'm mm-hmm. like, you look like, you look like you might not be fucking with black people, right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, it's almost reminiscent of how, like if you got a hoodie on or some shit like that, white folks might be like, you look like one of those blacks I've seen on the, you know what yeah, I mean? No so it's kind of like, I try not to submit to fear of the unknown, or even the propaganda that they putting out there because and I don't want to dismiss this propaganda because shit is going on. But my thing is, I'm trying to lead with the energy that I, I, I expect, right? right? And then when it's some bullshit, we'll deal with it in that moment. But rather than expecting the bullshit, because sometimes when you expect the bullshit, it make your spirit a little heavy, right? Because you already acting as if you've contended with it, right? You know what I mean? So 
it's been it's been one of them things. I'm still kind of negotiating that as I'm out nah, in the nah, world. I, I get that. I understand that. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> at the same time, you know, if you if you we're gonna take University of Alabama off the list, okay? Nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? So I mean if you if you if you're if you uh if you're uh, uh say you're a gentrifying white person coming to a black neighborhood. They're taking Brownsville off the list. They're gonna take Brownsville off the list. Like that's I mean? too concentrated. Like, you know, it's some it's some pioneers that's gonna go. Right. And just, you know what I'm saying, deal with what you know whatever it is and they right. probably be all right. Right. But you know what I'm saying, who wants to be all the way pioneering some shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like especially <laughs> when, when you're you supposed could, to be in college and Especially joy life. when you could be chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Having a ball and being free with your four years of freedom. I choose struggle. You know what I'm saying? That's what you say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I on that level, that's a little much. That's you a know, little much. I'll just say, like, just go to the world. Like, just, you know, when you gotta go anyway, because that's what yeah, you Yeah, you're gonna your go. The world, the world is gonna be the world. And, the, and, and the you world, are gonna be you. And the world reminds you, it's the world, Pop. Right. It's the world. It's on it's it's damn near similar to where you just came from. It might be a little different, but mm-hmm. We chilling. Like, right. it ain't, it ain't, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's never as bad as it looks, because sometimes it is, but don't let, don't, don't give in to fear, because the narrative no. now in, in America on both sides and for a while has been leveraging fear for, right. for some type of gain, you know what right. I mean? Right. And don't buy into too much of that. Nah, you know, no be, doubt. be aware, be aware, but don't be scared. Yeah, we, we, you know what I'm saying? We ain't never, we ain't never pushing fear yeah, at all. That. You know what I mean? You step, wherever you're going to go, you're going to step and be you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and bring that light. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. We talked about that. You know what I mean? We talked about that here. Just bring that light. Just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. What's I, that I, line I, you said, Damon? Be, beware, but don't be scared. What'd you say? That was, I think that's what I said. Be aware, but don't be scared. We by the end yeah. of this podcast, we're gonna be able to string all these things together and make a great Teddy make, Pendergrass, Curtis song. Mayfield song. Make a song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit! I, I choose struggle, <laughs> but I don't choose fear. Uh. <laughs> Talk, Teddy. Oh, yeah, shit, man. man. <laughs> uh, what else is going on with me, yo? I've been listening to uh, I'm listening to Questlove Supreme on Pandora. Oh, his uh, playlist or show? It's a what show. It? It's a weekly show. And it's, it's on Pandora. It's on Pandora. Pandora, it's Pandora kinda, sounds so old now. It, I guess, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, even the way they do it is kind of old. It's very old, like radio, mm-hmm. but it's dope. Is it's it? the only they got the show. It's one show. It's three hour show, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little longer than three hours, but. They have extensive fucking interviews with mm-hmm. one guest for the whole three hours. And, uh, you know, they play records throughout. But what happens is a new one comes up every Wednesday and it's on for like a week. Then it's you can't even get it no more than another new one. It's like very old school radio. Right. You know what I mean? And um, so you can't get it no more. You can't really get it no more. Like right. it's. You could listen while it's up for that week, mm-hmm. but they don't archive it anywhere. So you know what I mean? Avant garde. Yeah, it's some different shit. Quest it's love. very, it's very old school radio. It's very make it, make it appointment listening type shit. It's recorded, recorded, press record on your tape. If you could do that, but it's, it's good. It's good. It's some good ass interviews. The like Chris who, Rock who, who, shit was right. good. Solange was really good. Cute, like all, damn near all of them are good because they long ass interviews right. and they. And you know, so Quest you, Love. You're chilling with them. You're like chilling a three with hour them. podcast. It's like with a th- music. Right. 
And it, more more often than not, he has a rapport with these people. Right. So he can ask them more familiar questions and they can recall stories that may, yo, tell that story you told me about that. Da, da, da. It's right. like a lot of right, that. Right. You know what I mean? That's and uh, Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's been some good ones. Pandora on free? Pandora. I mean, yeah, Pandora's free. There's the free with the, the uh, you get the commercials. Trial? No, oh, you get commercials. commercials. Okay. I ain't mad at the commercial. Nah, nah, nah. You know what I mean? Just remind me that I ain't paying nothing. And hey, come on, Wednesdays? Wednesdays. All right. Shout out to Quest yeah, Love. Yeah, shout out to Quest Love, the whole squad over there. Shout out to my man Fonte. He over there on that on the show, too. No doubt. It's a good look. Oh, man. What's up with you, Vlad? What else is going on, man? Uh, I'm excited about this Friday, man. I'm going to be at a, um, in Boston at the National Student Dominican Conference. They're going to bring me out there. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody that was, you know, my Dominican people. Uh-huh. Uh, gonna be an interesting crowd because you know we uh we get hyped, so it's gonna be. I'm looking forward to that, man. It's gonna you've be fun. On uh, a, what else is going on? You've been on a Dominican tour recently. Yeah, you've been hitting all of the uh, big yeah, Dominican I events. The, I did the, the baseball game, the Dominican circuit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm on that. I'm on that. Uh, I'm on the tour. <laughs> Vladimir Kamanyo, <laughs> noted Dominican. I um, I, I I gave you a shout out in my head this morning, but this afternoon I, I had a total Dominican lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, from where? Nah, I, just, I made it. You know what I mean? My daughter, she like she like black beans and rice. You know what I'm saying? So always um, <clears throat> like if I if if I come up short on any dinner ideas, I know she'll love that. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Throw the rice in the rice cooker and then pop a, a can of them Goya, that Goya black bean soup, and um, <clears throat> so. So I was warming that shit up for lunch, and then I, I put on a, um, a, a espresso, a, 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 you know, saying that Cuban coffee espresso. I was like, man, I feel real Dominican right now. I feel like <laughs> I'm in an M. Tony Peralta piece right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gave the shout out in your head. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Vlad would be, Vlad would be proud. <laughs> and at some point, I got to have my mom cook cook for you. No doubt. Your mom's going to cook like make that? You a- Oh, my mom is a, my mom is a G. Yeah, what's your um, favorite dish yeah. you make? My mother makes uh, stewed chicken very good. Uh-huh. The stewed chicken's official. She also makes a, a sancocho. Sancocho is a traditional uh, Dominican stew. Uh-huh. And you got uh, basically different starches. You have cassava. You have plantains. Um, you also have different meats. You have some, you know, some some beef in there, some chicken, some neck bones. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of a real like. Working class, throw everything in the in the pot mm-hmm. kind of dish. Let me let me ask you this: If you if you take us to your mama house to eat dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And then we eat dinner, you know what I'm saying? And then she invite us back, and then you in LA, and then me and D just be going back to your mama house to eat dinner. How'd you feel about that? Oh, I'll be. I, I, that's cool. I'm cool with that. Okay. Um, well, how, how, how should he feel? I don't know, cause he be on the West Coast stunting on us sometimes. Like the weather, we be over here like, yeah, them neck bones and the yeah, uh, man. That, that. Oh, you mean we have one up on? <laughs> you have one up on. But you ain't had no home cooking. I bet you ain't had your yeah. mama's cooking. Snapchatting from the kitchen, like I'll sound culture. I'm with your mama. <laughs> Man, you don't make it fucked up. <laughs> but you know that's how that's, that's how motherfuckers it. do. I was over there at your mama house. <laughs> your mom said, "Call me, call." Yeah, that's that's such a loaded to your mom to say hello. Nah, <laughs> not not in that manner. But the whole shit is loaded though. That's at your house, and you know where to be seen. Yeah, but you know that be happening. Yeah, you know? I mean, when people are hospitable, that happens like that. Well, how many times somebody got to come to your house? 
for them to be able to go to the refrigerator without asking. Oh, what Lord. lust is that? Because that's, that's not even how many times. This is what type of person. Like you know what I'm saying? What's the again? It's back to the respect level, right. Of who it is you're talking about, right? Now I'm gonna just show you some interesting shit. Now we got friends who come over that could, you know what I'm saying? That that we love, and that's like okay, whatever. Fridge. You know what I'm saying? But then my wife got a cousin that came over there. Uh-huh. This is motherfucking her cousin. Who uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? They not close, but you know right. they 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 family. Uh-huh. And this motherfucker came over there, uh-huh. and I love it. I this love is it. Really ain't that close with this motherfucker. <laughs> hey, this is motherfucker. First time, first time he came over. You know, it was like a reintroduction type of come over. He's on probation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they, they just getting back connected. Right, then right. He, I don't even know the right. motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He goes and open the refrigerator the first time. Uh, Cause. Needless to say, that motherfucker ain't been back. Uh, he'll hit that shit will get. She'll ignore the shit out of that motherfucker. Put the box then on. then he'll, she did. Oh, okay. Then he'll hit me, and I'll be like, huh, well, if she ain't answering, I ain't answering. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It was disrespectful. It was very. It was very much too familiar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He gonna grab it. For, then he had something slick to say about what was in there. Uh, then then he <laughs> ate and then he took a nap. Like, like you can't take a nap on your reintroduction visit. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You get tired, you get gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? You don't do that. This is cursory. This is this is the real, <laughs> we not really for real cousins just yet. Just yet. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta you gotta play your role for a second, man. That's funny, man. But you know what I'm saying? That's but, great, man. That's but then great. again, there's friends that, you know what I'm saying? You come over to the crib, you could go get a bee out the refrigerator or oh, something. I appreciate that. You know Thank what I mean? Brother. I appreciate that. Can't go cook no shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know. <laughs> that's a little, that's taking liberties. You ain't got no saucepans in here, oh, man. Hold on, hold on. Chef up this blue apron. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, ooh, you got a blue apron box. You got the blue apron box come through. Or does somebody come through to your house with their own blue apron box? Like, yeah, let's hey, get it. Like, yeah, what's wrong with your stove? Let's get it. Oh, uh, shit. No, but the thing is, too, you got to show respect, too, man. Like, I, you know, I love I love people in my family, but, like, um, wash your shit after you use it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, if you come to my house and you, and you like, you know, you cook some stuff or whatever. Like, if my, my brother come over, you know, he has, he has carte blanche. You know what I mean? That's your brother. But it's like, even then, I'm like, yo, you're going to at least wash the dish. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, show some show some courtesy. Don't be up in there just using stuff and not not cleaning it up. Yeah, yeah. and bring like, some like shit. for example, for example, for example, like if my brother stayed on, like say my brother stayed on the couch. Mm-hmm. My expectation is that when he's done, he he fixed the couch back up. You know what I mean? Right, when he goes right. out for the day, right, right. don't just leave the sheets all over the place. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, gotcha. you gotta have expectations. Like you gotta lay some groundwork. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's your brother though. He might eat, yeah, but to do whatever. Y'all might have to end yeah, up. Yeah, he gets away with have it. to fight. You might have to rumble a little bit. <laughs> Motherfucker, I ain't your little brother no more. <laughs> no more. You got to fight for some understanding. That <laughs> <laughs> was what this uh, fight was about. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, my, that's my guy. Y'all, had, my y'all, guy. y'all shared a room? Oh, we shared a room growing up yet. Yeah, yeah, so he he all might all take yeah, the old yeah. rules. You know what I'm saying? He might mistake yeah. life for the old rules. Older brother, you know, try to try to take over. Doubt, man. You know, shit. But you know, you when you're getting grown, man, you have to, you have to one identify these things and then establish yes. them because it's gonna be some shit that come up in your crib that you you didn't plan on. Like you might not, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying you might not had already worked out in your head how you was gonna handle this shit because you know, what I'm saying you ain't been grown, grown, grown that long. You know what I mean? 
Like, and like it's always the conversation too. Like, I love the story about your wife and the cousin because it's like at a certain point, like little rankings start to come up. Like, I'm the cousin, and you're like, no, dog, I'm the husband. Nah, first of all, <laughs> no, nah, cousin don't even. You cousin don't work if you ain't ranked. If you ain't even ranked you know as a cousin, you know like, I mean? that shit don't <laughs> work. You know what I'm saying? That shit don't work, man. Like I said, it ain't. I'm it, daddy. I'm daddy around here. Nobody want to hear they a distant cousin on the podcast. Listen, man. Like, give him a distant cousin? Listen, man. Yes. This shit ain't, ain't use it. Shit, hey, man. It's about the relationship. It's about the level of no respect. Wonder. You know what I'm saying? That 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 goes that. into all of these things. You know what I mean? So. It's you know it, it it gets there it gets it gets crazy sometimes you know it's 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 cousins you might have like you say that's close that might come and overstay their welcome or 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 come under false pretenses and it's like hey you know what I'm saying you got to straighten it out you don't you don't have these things worked out in your mind because you know what I'm saying this your first time somebody come to town hey come to town um. I'm gonna be there for you know this program and da 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 da. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna work on my photography. And you're like, oh, that's 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 noble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Ali, Ali, well, I'll say this though. I think the only two people in my life, like when I do get married, mm-hmm. I think the only people in my life that will have carte blanche to anything, and it's a conversation with my wife, will probably be my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And your wife like, might like have something dad, to say about that. That's what I'm saying. That's right. what I'm saying. Though. Like, I think, I think, I think, mom. <laughs> Mom has the ultimate card. My father would do it initially, and then we have to have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. You got to have a conversation before everybody. Exactly. That's yeah. the, that's, no, that's, but I think I think mom. I think mom is kind of like you know. Mom nothing goes you know, unspoken, pop. Trust me, you have that conversation. Because <laughs> hey, because when My it flip mom, a, when it flip around on your ass, right. you ain't gonna like that shit. Right. <laughs> when somebody who is caught blanche that you didn't approve is swinging <laughs> through your cabinets, and you like, yo, what the fuck is that? Well, my uncle got caught blind. My uncle raised me. He you raised know? me. Yeah, I never had the conversation. You gotta have the conversation. You gotta, you, hey, you gotta work. All that shit gotta be worked out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I all feel like dads. I, I think dads, dads definitely need to. But moms, I feel like moms have a little leeway. Yeah, but then you got if you got a woman or a wife that's you, that's your lady. And it's her house, and you know what I'm saying. She mama around that bitch. Right. She her own mama now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So that you, don't, you know what I'm saying. Depending on how their relationship is, like you know what I'm saying. Like her relationship with your mama. Different you know rankings I mean? now. Hey, now hey, every everybody start from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> and for you, I know what you 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 gotta add, you know tier one number one C non non negotiable on your bracket. You know what I'm saying. But then, you know what I'm saying, your mama might, you know, come in and be be too pushy for your wife or your lady. And then it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a conflict. Mm. We need a heads up. I mean, yeah, I that man, I think it's definitely something you gotta negotiate. Yeah. Uh, you know. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it will come up. Especially with my parents. I mean, I know for a fact. My parents like, you know, I I bought you know, when I go home I stay with them for weeks on then, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's you because like, you definitely That's what I'm saying. You you own that just getting grown. You know what I mean? Yeah, so my my dad is under the impression, like, you know, my father said to me, he said, whatever you buy, make sure it has a basement because I'm going to live in there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then your lady, my father like, told me that. your lady might be like, huh, what? <laughs> we need, then, <laughs> That's then, funny. Then your lady get pregnant, right? And then you got kids, and then she, in her mind, she worked the basement out as the playroom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then now what? That's a tough question. Exactly, tough exactly. It's, it's real life. It's, yeah. it's real life, baby. That's, 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 that's pop, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, but hey, your your, your granddaddy, your granddaddy ain't come live on the couch, did he? 
I don't know, man. My father, my father, my, yo, my yo, father your, your father didn't let your granddaddy come live on the couch. <laughs> my father definitely paid his dues, though. I say that. No doubt, he could come visit. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm saying whatever it is, he could probably live. Uh, depend on what your lady, you and your lady work out. As long as there's a negotiation, a conversation, that's all I'm saying. Because it's a union. It's not. It, you, you don't have total veto power no more. Nah. It's a, it's a it's a conversation. Nah, you don't want to run a tyrant program. Yeah, nah, because then that shit come back to haunt you. Anyway, you gonna want to? Uh, like, I'm, I'm never. I see. I see. I'm, I'm nervous about this already. I gotta. I gotta talk to my parent now before I even find some. Yeah, because you're not gonna have all the answers, Sway. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna have none of the answers till you in that shit. You got all this theory. And it's theory until you in it, and then it's a real negotiation. <laughs> and the negotiate is it? That's my mom's though. If that ain't the negotiation. That, 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 gotta be a little bit more measured. That's, that's, that's gonna how you living long. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. That's my mom's. All right. And 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 that's how you may feel, but you have to sell that vision through. You know what I mean? You had to. You had to. A lot of times, man, you had to. You had to massage these relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because it might not be. One and one equals two. You know what I mean? You got to massage that shit and, and make sure that you you selling the situation through, even though you may feel like you don't have to. Right. Because when it swings back around the other way, you're going to be like, well, then you ain't asked me. You know what I'm saying? You, what, you just going to let your pops just live in the basement? My pops going to live in the basement. It's just consideration. But, but, my, but, my, but my pops got, you know what I'm saying? My pops sick. I want to take care of him. Then you're like, but my pops was living in the basement. Then it's, a, it's, it's you know what I'm saying? Y'all got to come to a peace treaty. Hello? Yeah, some negotiation has to go down. Yeah, hello, I know, I know, hello, I know. Hello, hello, hello. can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, 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 you there? But you, you, you yeah. talking, you talking slow now because you gotta consider these things. Yeah, I gotta. I'm, I'm taking notes actually. Yeah, man. Because, but the notes ain't gonna help. The notes ain't gonna help, man. Because, because every woman <laughs> different, every situation different, every relationship different. You know what I'm saying? We go to my 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 fucking uh, my playbook. You know what I'm saying? That shit is like like chemistry, dog. Every ingredient count towards the negotiation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What her relationship with her mama was and is. Right. All that shit count, man. Yeah, it's a conversation. You know. Anyway, uh, speaking of conversations. I think we about to end this one, but let's tell the people where we gonna be. Vlad, where will you be? I will be in Boston uh, at Babson College on Friday night at the National Student Dominican Conference. Okay. And then uh, I will be in Arizona the week of the fourteenth at the uh, Bronson's Comedy House. All right, all right. Muhammad, where you at? Muhammad gonna be on the gram at Mr. Muhammad, mm -hmm. and then on the Snap at, at Thorough TV, and then uh, I'm gonna be local. You know what I mean? I got a lot of proposals to get out and a lot of projects to turn in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we on deadlines around here. So I'm 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 in the I'm in the studio working it out. Yeah. All right, that's what's up. I'm going to be local, too. It'll be, uh, we're going to be filming a new season of Comedy Knockout these next two weeks. What's this, season four? Season three, two and a half to three. You know, they okay. do, like, software updates. You know what I mean? So, Employed. Yeah, out here working. So uh, I'll be out doing that. I might actually be away from the conversation. We'll see. We're going to try to figure that out. But uh, until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. And stay in the conversation. We out. Be blessed. This has been a Stand Up Labs production. 
powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at standuplabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.